Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. It's Friday. We made it to the uh, end of the week here in the middle of August. Man, is this a busy place. You got all that's been happening. You heard uh, CW and Dave uh, communicating, going back and forth with the um, cop on a roof at the uh, Duncan locations. So that's been going on, and of course, you got all the move-in happening over at the University of Illinois, and schools are Illinois, and schools are cranked up and uh, going once again here in Central Illinois. So, man, it's uh, it's rolling, and we've got a busy show for you today here on a penny for your thoughts. You can uh, join us along the way. We're going to start with a retired FBI special agent Kathy Adams. She will be in studio with us. I uh, don't know if you saw the News Gazette article last Sunday. But uh, she was featured in there, and we'll talk about her career and the FBI in general. So we'll do that in the first hour. A lot of open line time in the second hour up till about 10.50, and then we'll talk to Willie Comer, the Reverend Willie Comer, uh, from East Central Illinois Youth for Christ, and uh, we'll talk about their golf outing they're having here coming up in September and how you can help them out. So we'll do that. And along the way, as you uh, join us today, you can have questions for our guests. You can do open line conversation in the second hour. Uh, you let us know where you're listening. If you're streaming, uh, you can let us know that. We've been doing that throughout the week, having some fun with that. We've got folks all over the, the country listening in, so we appreciate that. 908, Kathy Adams will join us here in a moment. We'll uh, start with a reminder of a couple of things here. Monocle's Pizza in Tolona, if you're thinking about lunch sometime today, yes, they serve lunch. Yes, they have more than just pizza. They've got the vote of the best pizza around, but they've got sandwiches and full salads and appetizers that can be your lunch and pasta. And if you're uh, thinking, hey, let's run down there, and how fast can they be? Yes, they can be fast, in and out quickly. You can sit and eat for an hour and come by yourself, bring your group. And I know a lot of us have the same place sometimes we pick over and over again, but uh, get out of your uh, your rut maybe of the same three places and go down to a new place, Monocles in Tolona. It's a new place in your mind, but it's an old place. They've been around a long time. The original Monocles in Tolona. They're on south uh, Route 45, easy to find there in my hometown of Tolona. All right, 909, Kathy Adams joins us next here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM.
Back on a penny for your thoughts here as we do hour number one here on this Friday. Monday, by the way, we will do an open line the first hour, and then we'll do the first of our Monday morning quarterback shows, even though there's no games to quarterback yet. There will be, of course, coming up next Saturday against Wyoming. Lauren Tate will be with me in that second hour. We'll go to two hours of that on Monday, the Monday after the first football game, uh, a week from uh, Monday. And Jason Bonetti, who's the TV voice of the Chicago White Sox and the number two voice for Fox Sports, will join us on Monday. Jim died during the course of the week next week. And, man, we got a lot of stuff coming. So we'll uh, do all of that. Illini Friday, Flashback Friday, a week from today as well. Uh, real quick, hi, Brian. We always stream on road trips. Presently, we're driving home from northern Michigan to Indianapolis. Central Illinois natives love the show. All right. Well, we've been talking about where people are listening on streaming. So there's another one. All right, Kathy Adams is a retired FBI special agent. She was featured in the News Gazette back on Sunday, and she's gracious enough to come in on the radio. <laughs> Thank How you, you for doing? having me. Good. Good, Good to have you. you here. That was a great feature. Yeah, yeah I didn't expect uh, to get that coverage, and I do subscribe to the newspaper. And when I saw it, I was like, wow. And then I saw the internal pages. I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you you grew up in New Mexico, though, right? So I you did. were not originally from here. No, no. Mm-hmm. I uh, I travel through Illinois as sometimes going out to New York, but um, I grew up in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, went to school down there at New Mexico I, State. I did. Yeah. Yep. Got my degrees uh, in uh, government, a BA and a BS in police science. You always wanted to be in law enforcement, right? And I maybe did. with the FBI from the time you were a young Yeah, that you know, that was my goal. And and when I was young there I there was a library book and and I thought I remembered, believe it or not, the the author and I was gonna Google it to see, but it was this red book and in it have stories about Dillinger and Babyface Nelson and I would check it out over and over again. Mm. And from then on I was that's what I wanted to be. Hmm. Well, not, no, a, not a gangster. Yeah. I, wanted to be the, I wanted to be a good guy. <laughs> wanted to be the good guy, yeah, yeah. Now, you went into a field. There were not a lot of women in that field, right, at No, the time? no, I mean, it was uh, I mean. few and far between. Um, and when I became a police officer in Baltimore, we were still kind of a novelty mm-hmm. um, working the, back then. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know a lot of. Uh, you know, I raised a couple of girls myself, but uh, I don't know. FBI agent was not on their list. I don't think. So what? What? In, what intrigued you about that? I mean, you say you wanted to be the good guy or a cop, but was it just? Well, I, I, it, I think what um, attracted me is the challenge mm-hmm. and the puzzle of trying to figure things out. And what I had done when I finished up my undergraduate, I went and got my master's, and part of my master's was a a book that we had to read about being on patrol. And it was written by somebody that rode along with a police officer for, you know, three days. Mm -hmm. And I um, knew I wanted to work for a big city department, and uh, so I ended up at Baltimore. And um, I wanted to get the street. I wanted to work you know, the alleys, the the crime, thinking that my education and then the practical, um, I could merge together mm. and, and just be a better person mm. for it. And 
worker. <laughs> so you worked your way up from uh, New Mexico State, graduated, uh, wound up at Michigan State getting a master's. Correct. As well. So that's yep. a Big Ten school. Yep. And I got that done. Go Sparties. And, and then eventually, uh, go Sparty, yeah. <laughs> go green, go white, as they say, up in East Lansing. Met your husband. I did. And then you moved to Baltimore. I did. Right away. Yep. I uh, was out in New Mexico helping with my mom, and uh, I loaded up my Toyota uh, long bed pickup truck, drove to Michigan, helped plan the wedding, got married, moved to Baltimore, and started the police academy in one week. Mm. <laughs> and then eventually wind up in the FBI, and we'll talk about all of the different things you were involved with uh, with the FBI. Uh, certainly... Um, the FBI has been in the news a lot. It has. And uh, talk about just being a rank-and-file member and all the, the hard-working men and women in the FBI and what your experience has been, I guess. Uh, it saddens me. And um, knowing what it takes to um, work a case, and, you know, we always follow the rules and, and uh, laws of the Constitution, mm-hmm. and... Um, so I, um, it just saddens me that there's so much negativity um, out there about the FBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, having been in the news, and I know there's been some threats and so forth, and uh, I know that's, you know, from someone who's been a rank-and-file member, uh, you know, people can argue about the leadership of this or the whatever organization of that, whatever organization it is, but it's the rank-and-file folks like yourself that did it for 33 years that, Right. Are doing the job of the country every day, right? Right. And, and you know, we're, we're an organization that um, doesn't um, advertise, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I, I think that helps with our success with the Bureau and mm-hmm. what the work of the agents. And, of course, it's always a team effort. You can be the best agent, you know, working on the case, but you still need the U.S. Attorney's Office. You need judges. You need um, jurors, the whole system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were talking a bit about uh, warrants and and search warrants and issuing of warrants. You know all about that type thing. I do. I've put my (laughs) name and sworn out many an affidavit for a search warrant and some um, sensitive ones. Mm-hmm. And I know what it takes and the type of information to um, put it in within the four corners of the page mm-hmm. uh, with the probable cause yeah. and stuff. So I I can empathize with agents uh, in what's going on currently. Yeah. How does that process work? Like, uh, you know, a, I know a judge winds up with it, right? And uh, just kind of walk me through what happens in a process that we're going to do a search warrant Well, I'll I'll use, yes, we'll use this um, radio station. One, we have to um, develop a case, a criminal Mm -hmm. case. Um, We work to um, get all the information that we can. We try to develop people that will um, provide us with information. Mm -hmm. And then depending on how much we want to put into a search warrant, whatever we put into it has to be... um, rise to the level of probable cause Mm -hmm. and then once we write the warrant then it goes to the U.S. Attorney's Office who looks at it and then from there it goes to a federal magistrate judge that signs it. Mm -hmm. Once it's signed 
then it's a, an act of court document and um, this you come here to the radio station and we would serve it and we would search for whatever is articulated within mm. that um, particular search warrant. Mm. Yeah, because there's been a lot of talk about uh, making warrants public and so forth. I mean, is that unusual, do you think, or uh, I or think not? it's unusual in um, the fact that there are so many sensitive circumstances that sometimes are um, written into the search warrant mm -hmm. and the timing of the warrant that is sealed. Sealed means that the public doesn't get it. Right. And um, unsealing it could compromise not only the investigation, but um, compromise those that have provided information. Provided the information. Correct. In the first place. Yeah. FBI Special Agent, she retired now, but 33 years uh, is with us, uh, Kathy Adams. She was featured in the News Gazette. And uh, we've got some questions for you. One hello here. It says, my best to Special Agent Kathy Adams. What a great professional and talented agent. She was among the best of the best. That's from R.T. Finney. Oh. So you know R.T. Yeah. Yes. He, former <laughs> chief of former uh, chief. Champaign. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. We worked, uh, worked closely with him on uh, several cases particularly um, referring to the kidnapping that happened with Mr. Uh, Antonio Aguas. Okay, yeah. Uh, How long ago was that? It's been... Boy, I think well, that's been about mm, 11, 12 years maybe. Mm -hmm. That yeah. long? So no, okay. Time maybe. passes quickly. It does. I know it that. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's always interesting to me because we, we have our local police, uh, law enforcement, you know, county jail and so forth. Uh, are there a lot of FBI... Um, agents that work like in Champaign or Springfield? I mean, or, or how does the Bureau divide up who works where, I guess? Is well, that... um, we have field offices mm -hmm. in each state, mm -hmm. and uh, Springfield is a field office. And from, from Springfield, there are agents that are working here in Champaign, in Peoria, um, Effingham. Mm -hmm. I think there's still an agent in Effingham. But... Um, as far as the number of agents, I really couldn't address that. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But we've always only had about maybe 10 at the most for the Champaign Resident Agency, of which I retired out of. Sure, sure. And uh, you were in Springfield, of course. You worked yes. over there. Uh, we, I think we left off your travel from uh, New Mexico to Baltimore. Eventually, you went to New Orleans. I did. And you worked down there, which is one of the hottest cities I've ever been in for yeah, an extended uh, period of time. <laughs> yeah, especially in the summer. Yeah. It's uh it was a big adjustment moving down there and mm -hmm. you know getting the lay of the land so to speak, but mm -hmm. uh um my kids were born down there, so I have a lot of good friends that still are down there. How many years were you down there? You said? I was down there 11 years. 11 years. Yep. Okay. Now, from what I read in the article that Mary wrote about, uh you were uh, at Waco. I was. All those years ago. Yes. 1993. Yes, I had um, my first child, my son, in December of 92, and mm -hmm. I fortunately had enough sick time. I could take about two and a half months mm -hmm. to be at home, and then a week after I got back, Waco happened, and mm -hmm. some of the agents that unfortunately were, were killed in, in the initial um, raid were from New Orleans, mm -hmm. and so we were on the road that day 
headed for Waco. Mm. And we, um, the team stayed there the whole time, I think with the exception of a day and a half, two days. Yeah, because that went on, well, the end of it was April 19th, I guess. Right, and right. I think it, it started I late it February. 40, 41 yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, and what was your role there? What was well, your Well, um, at that yeah. time, I was a SWAT operator, mm-hmm. and our team uh, was tasked with um, looking at the compound and, and for intelligence and being able to respond should um, individuals want to um, come out of the compound or mm-hmm. we had to prevent in- individuals from coming into the compound. And because I was the only female, I also worked with a hostage rescue team and um, that would uh, mean that I would work in addition to working with the New Orleans team. Mm. And it was hard. It was very hard, um, uh, particularly the, the last day. Yeah. Uh, it, it took a piece of my I can, heart. I know. can still see that on TV. I remember watching. I was home and just seeing that whole sequence of events and the fire, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness. I, I, and you uh, were right there. I mean. I you know, it, it, it has affected me um, mm-hmm. and will never go away. Yeah, and I bet. think the hardest thing, not to devalue any adult life, but the children. Mm-hmm. It just I was waiting for the children to come out, and unfortunately, yeah. it was yeah. a tragedy. It really was. Uh, you mentioned being the only female agent. There, yes. were no, there were no female agents until, what, 50 years ago, right? No. Uh, in fact, recently I was um, honored and brought back to um, FBI headquarters in Quantico to celebrate the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of uh, female FBI agents. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So when you arrive 50 years, you know, all those years ago, you're looking around going, I mean, this is a male-dominated world. It was, but, you know, when I, I went from um, work in the streets in Baltimore it it wasn't a new concept for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and I, I I didn't really think, oh, I'm a female uh, versus a male. I I mean I I took pride in being a special agent. Mm-hmm. That was your you job, know? right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. fortunately, I had a, I had a lot of support from uh, fellow coworkers and uh, mm-hmm. the the team leader uh, from New Orleans SWAT. He had enough confidence in me to send me back to Quantico for the. SWAT certification. Mm. Well, I would think no matter uh, man or woman or whoever, if you can do the job, right? Yep. You earn their respect, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Kathy Adams was with us nine twenty six at DWS. Let me get a break in, and we'll get to some more questions here for retired FBI agent uh, Kathy Adams. She lives here in Champaign, by the way. And we're back with more in just a moment. Get the answers for your lawn and garden problems from the Prairie Gardens Plant Experts live Saturday mornings at 8.15 here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Back on a penny for your thoughts, visiting with retired FBI Special Agent Kathy Adams. 217-356-9397 is our number. And before we get to some news here, Mark is with us. How you doing, Mark? Good morning. In 1970, I went to the uh, FBI headquarters on a congressional tour. You know, you can talk to your congressman. My parents and I went. Um, I was 14. Uh, 
afterwards, my mother asked about diversity in the FBI ranks, and the agent, you know, said X, Y, and Z. And then my mother looked at him and said, well, how many females do you have? And the agent sheepishly said, none. She goes, and when are you going to fix that malfunction? I thought for sure J. Edgar Hoover would come down and put us in jail somewhere. <laughs> but even in 1970, hmm. uh, my mother was well aware that you need to have diversity in all aspects of law enforcement. Hmm. Yeah. Good point, Mark. Thank you. Any thoughts Thank on that? And that was uh... Uh, Well, I totally agree with you, Mark. And uh, uh, I think the Bureau has uh, worked hard in uh, – uh, bringing on more females and becoming more diverse and uh, changing the way society has changed with diversity, too. And I think the Bureau is doing a good job of that. I was listening and reading to all of the um, things you were involved in, uh, kidnapping cases. Yes. I mean, not all of us run into that every day. So, I mean. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, and I, uh, it seems like in my career, I've had a lot of uh, kind of high-profile cases, and um, some, unfortunately, um, were uh, ended in tragedy. Mm-hmm. But it's very heartwarming when someone can, someone's daughter can come up and say, well, thank you for saving my daddy. Mm. I mean, that just warms the heart. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I guess uh, it takes a, that would be a special skill. Right to be able to calm down a situation and get a resolution you want. Yeah, I would you think. know, and it's it's always it's it's not a singular um, endeavor. Uh, when we have a kidnapping, it's all hands on deck, and uh, we we just uh, do what we need to do twenty four seven until we can resolve it. Mm-hmm. Are there different um, divisions? I've always wanted different divisions of SWAT teams, or that. Okay, we only deal with crime. I mean, uh, uh, kidnapping, or we only deal with uh, white collar crime, or or does it doesn't matter? Does it well, in a in a larger office, the uh, within the office, for example, New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, they had a, a, a public corruption squad. Okay, and then they have a reactive squad, which would be the kidnappings, bank robberies, um, extortions, uh, gangs. Mm-hmm. But uh, in a, a small resident agency, you kind of wear that hat for every case that uh, comes comes along because there's just too few agents uh, to do it. Hmm. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a uh, division of labor, so to speak, at a bigger area, bigger place. Right. Hmm. Right. 933, let me get to CBS News, or CBS News, brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Back with our guest here, Kathy Adams, in just a moment. Kathy Adams with us here until the top of the hour. We'll do some open line time after 10. Reverend Willie Comer at the very end of the show. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, number one here in central Illinois. In Home Soul, they are number 15 in the country. We're into rankings here these days when you get into college football season. 15th in the country. So many clients rave about their five-star experience with Ryan Dallas Real Estate. 
because Ryan's team is trained to find solutions that get you the best deal with the less stress, least amount of stress when it comes to selling or buying your home. Give them a call at 833-595-SOLD or go to RyanDallasRE.com. 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. If you're just joining us, we've got retired FBI Special Agent Kathy Adams with us. Uh, retired. When did you officially retire? Uh, in 2015. Okay. The so uh, Bureau has a um, policy or a rule that when one turns 57, uh, as a special agent, it's mandatory retirement, and um, sometimes you can get an extension, but I was just short of my 57th birthday. Okay, but you're uh, keeping busy anyway uh, at yeah, Horizon Church, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah what I do you do for to, them? Well, they have a, a re- emergency response team, and we get trained, and um, what we do is we go in after first responders mm-hmm. and... Um, help the community anything from you know mucking out a house or just having an ear um and saying um that people care god cares you know mm-hmm. very and, much so uh, yeah it uh it's something i i feel like i can still contribute to mm-hmm. society <laughs> <laughs> i got a another text here talking about you says jeff christensen weighs in says kathy's fantastic one of the best deeply appreciate all she did for our community so jeff christensen yeah jeff christensen was the acting chief of uh, u of i and uh, mm-hmm. again having worked cases closely with the university of illinois police it was um, um he he was one of the best mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. yeah and I, again, this is process. You can tell me how as much or little as you want. But um, if there's a local case, say somebody, uh, when does it reach your level? I mean, is it, is a is a certain category like bank robberies you mentioned? Is that well? Or is it, does it um, depend? Of course, we have to um, abide by federal law, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, uh, unfortunately, we would get involved in the higher priority matters. Mm-hmm. For example, if there was a big, well, I'll use an example I worked on. There was a uh, a big gangster disciple gang problem in Springfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked it as a task force with Illinois State Police and Springfield PD. And um, we can bring resources to that investigation that uh, some of the local departments may not have access to. Mm-hmm. And it's always, a, you know, um, working with the locals, that's mostly what I've done my whole career. And they're, they are the best people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's amazing what you can accomplish when everybody has a singular goal. And, um, you know, and if it rises to the, to, uh, the extent where there is not any uh, a violation of federal law, well, we certainly can provide um, expertise in a particular area. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, was uh, the divisions and national uh, national crime NCABC coordinator, which means I I would work with Quantico on mm-hmm. um, cases that the locals uh, were having difficulty solving. And um, I would um, help them out with that. Mm. 
there needs to be a good working relationship. Your experience has been it's always been oh, it's really very been positive, good, no matter where you've been. Right, and yeah. I, I I really miss that. And I worked a lot up in Kankakee area, mm-hmm. and uh, worked with the major crimes unit uh, up there, and um, I really miss miss working with with other mm-hmm. law enforcement. Yeah. Well, just with all the various things you've done in your career, the different. <laughs> Crime fighting, crime investigations, any any one of them stand out? I mean, we talked about Waco earlier, but is are there more unique cases, or well, they all fall in the similar patterns? Or do you? Well, uh, unfortunately, there isn't any singular pattern. I, yeah. I guess one of the cases that uh, made a huge difference that I worked on was a case called Shattered Shield down mm-hmm. in New Orleans, and that was targeting um, corrupt police officers. And I, uh, my expertise at that time, I was investigating a, a violent drug uh, gang um, in New Orleans, of which the some of the officers were protecting them from act, their acts of violence and, mm. and uh, drug trafficking, and uh, um, put the case together in regards to that, and uh, actually um, had two federal uh, death penalty uh, individuals, one a mm. police officer and one was a uh, uh, the head of the gang. Mm. So, But um, because it's the success of the, the shattered shield overall where uh, police officers were protecting a uh, warehouse of cocaine and uh, we had uh, worked up undercover scenarios and everything like that, and we were able to really impact the community in New Orleans and we impact you know we made a positive impact on Springfield by um, essentially dismantling the gangster disciples and with the resources that we were being able to bring to the table we were able to put cases uh, together and which resulted in convictions of some of the individuals Mm. that have been on the radar for years but just always seem to be untouchable and I, I took pride in, you know, being able to um, make the community safer. Mm-hmm. Both. Well, there's there's so much, and I, I've talked to attorneys and judges so much on TV, TV shows about the FBI or the TV shows about, you know, whatever show it is, Law and Order, so forth and so on. Are are those anywhere somewhat realistic? Uh, blow things out of proportion, exaggerate, oh, or do they? When well, you, do you ever watch those shows? I guess. Well, a very, <laughs> believe it or not, very few times. But um, <laughs> I, I wish I could solve a, a major case in an hour episode. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think as far as shows go, I, I think it's made it more difficult, um, particularly when it comes to um, a trial or, or court proceedings, because mm-hmm. the public expects you to have DNA and to have fingerprints and if if you don't then the per, you know then you obviously don't have a case and mm-hmm. so it just makes it a little harder to be able to overcome that um viewpoint of the mm-hmm. public yeah but uh and it doesn't uh, it takes a while to do some of the uh, <laughs> things on TV that they're able to 
to know, do. Because I'll have, they will say, well, that would never happen in a courtroom, or that would never happen. Right. You know. And, uh, and, and I find myself, <laughs> I used to watch uh, numbers with the kids because they really liked that. And I and I would just shake. Oh, that's never going to happen. That would never happen. <laughs> it's TV, exactly, you know, or it's a movie, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. But I, I have to give it credit, though. Um, I back in the day when there was the FBI with Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Okay. And uh, I'd watch that show, and he, you know he would be the head of the FBI, and they'd come and pick him up in the helicopter and bring him to the site, and you know. <laughs> Does does Kathy believe that women would not have been admitted to serve in the FBI as long as J. Edgar Hoover was in charge? Because I guess there was none until he passed away, from what I understand. Is that? Uh, Yes, you're correct. Okay. Yep. Um, Whether he would have lived and uh, female agents would have. Uh, been employed under his directorship. I I really can't comment on that. Yeah, no, it is. Well, he was in the how long he was in the FBI from what fifty years was it? Oh, or? I was going to say yeah. forty to fifty years. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Wow. All right, uh, another break here. Nine forty six, and a retired FBI special agent Kathy Adams is our guest with us till the top of the hour. Back with Kathy in just a moment. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. We're back on a penny for your thoughts. 949. Retired FBI Special Agent Kathy Adams is with us. Roofs by Roger, been in uh, business, well, 46 years he's been in business. Roger Oakletree, not a storm chaser roofing company. In fact, they get calls from clients who need them to repair the work done by another roofing company that came through after a storm. No down payment required. You pay only when the work is completed to satisfaction. Enhanced warranties. All new roofs come with a 50-year system warranty, and a GAF certified master elite installer is what they are. And uh, you can check out their video on gutters. They created a video this last spring showing how some of the workers there create the gutters, actually bring a machine out to the client's home. The machine bends a large roll of aluminum into a perfect gutter that can be cut to size. It's on their website, Facebook, and YouTube channel. The folks at uh, Roger Oakletree, Roofs by Roger. All right, uh, 9.50, and Martell is with us. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Um, I just want to ask the agent a few questions. Um. What does she think about them trying to defund the FBI and what the work they do, how how that would affect if they get defunded? And when the superior officers pulled them off the opium investigation on all the pharmaceuticals when they was selling drugs like the cartel. And that's it for me. Okay. All right. Well, Martel, I really can't comment on... um your questions um if you had a little bit more specific maybe mm-hmm. i could mm-hmm. but um because in general um specific cases or whatever the fbi generally doesn't comment a lot right correct is that correct the general policy yes yeah okay and, uh, and that's just for operational purposes more than anything i mean it is and um you know 
I just really can't comment on those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I have my personal opinion, but yeah. I, I, uh, another question about watching movies or shows that revolve around FBI agents. Uh, what was the one um, Becky was mentioning about oh. um, TV security, int- uh, operational security, or something? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. That, that's uh, that's really changed. Um, have, however, I do have something that uh, for TV when we had the um, bank takeover down in Arcola with with the. Uh, uh, the tragic shooting of Chief Deputy uh, Tommy Martin. Yep. Um, I, I was a negotiator on that, and um, when I got on the phone, I introduced myself, and I'm thinking in my mind, okay, this sounds like a younger person. So he originally didn't want to get on the phone with me, and I'm thinking, oh, I tell him I'm Clary's Silence of the Lambs. I'm thinking, no, that's way too dated. <laughs> and so I, I, the bank, I was speaking with the bank manager at the time. I just said, tell him Scully's on the phone. And uh, so I hear him yell back, hey, it's Scully's on the phone. So the Thompson, who was the hostage taker, he got on the phone. And, you know, I said, well, I'm Kathy Adams. And, you know, so. <laughs> but you got him on the phone. I did. That way. Yeah. I remember that day. That yeah. story, yeah, that was that was uh, that was really yeah. something. But and again, to show the um, importance of working with the locals, I had actually been at the firing range that day, and I never wear shorts or like a tank top. It was a June day, and it was so hot. Mm-hmm. I had a tank top with turtles on it and a pair of shorts, right. and uh, I got the call that a bank robbery had gone bad, so grabbed. Uh, my buddy Pete, and, uh, who's an agent, and uh, went on down there, and they were able to get me through all the outer perimeter, the inner perimeter, into the command post, just because they knew who I was. Mm. Uh, and um, um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. That, that story because we covered that. I was I was doing something on the air, and I remember I think I actually drove down to Arcola. I think. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, and, and that it was right there on Route Forty Five, and yep. Along the tracks? Yeah. 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 And that's another kind of heartwarming as one of the hostages that was released when I, when it was finally successfully resolved, um, I had stepped out of the room where I had been on the phone and she, this uh, Danielle, I believe her name was, gave me this big hug and I thought, who is this? Because by that time I'm just like, (laughs) and she said, oh, thank you. You were so calm. Thank you. You kept everybody so calm. And I thought, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to do that. 9.54, another quick break. Back with Kathy Adams here in a moment. All right, a couple minutes to go here with Kathy Adams. Uh, one of the things you've done before is appear, you do appear in court, right, as an FBI? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, normally the case agent, maybe the co-case agent, uh, would sit at the prosecutor's table with the prosecutor and assistant U.S. attorney. Mm-hmm. And um, oftentimes the case agent is the one that is called to testify on the stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of testifying over the years. Yeah. Does that um, get any easier the more you do it or not? No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you're all, you're always um, knowing the facts mm-hmm. and to be able to articulate them in court mm-hmm. 
and um, li- you know, listen to the question and just answer the question. And yeah. then um, um, don't go down rabbit holes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Don't say it was because I've been in court a couple of times to testify about something. And it's like, don't go beyond what the scope of the question is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, in, it's, in your mind, you, you have to, as a broadcaster, I'm fighting the urge to like say all kinds of things. You right. Know, and it's like, no, I can't do that. Right. You know? Right. And uh, <laughs> the, the longest I've been on the stand was a, a, a case down in New Orleans. It was at least three days straight. Mm. And uh, that's nerve-wracking. I bet. Your kids did not go into this profession. No, Correct. they did yeah. not. Yeah. They did not. Yeah. Uh, my son's an accountant, uh, mm-hmm. and my daughter's an environmental engineer. Mm-hmm. Did they know a lot about what mom was doing growing up, or did they? N- not really. Yeah. I believe it or not, I try to remain discreet, mm-hmm. and um, very seldom would my kids see me with my um, weapon on, mm-hmm. and I a lot I couldn't talk about cases. So sure. they would know that mom's an FBI agent, but I would always caution them not to advertise what I did. What you did. Right. Yeah, you were just trying to be mom. Exactly. In yeah. fact, it was funny because people in the neighborhood, uh, we would normally have a f- every five years get an up- upgrade in a background, and they were surprised to learn I was an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, this has been a fun hour. Thank you. Well, thank so you so much very for sharing much. your career and your thoughts uh, yeah, on different I, things. I appreciate you having me yeah, here. Thank, thank you for all you've done over the years. You're welcome. And the work you've done through the FBI. So we appreciate that. All right, that's the first hour. Open line coming up after the news at ten. The weather's next. WDWS Champaign Urbana. It's the second hour of a penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. And good morning again. Welcome back. Hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts. Appreciate former retired now FBI Special Agent Kathy Adams with us. If you missed any of that in the first hour, you can get it on the podcast a little later this afternoon. Ten after ten here at News Talk 1400 DWS. And uh, we've got an open line here for a little bit. Willie Comer is going to pop on with me for a few minutes. And maybe we'll finish up with an open line. I think I think he's already here, so we may go ahead and have him on here earlier. Uh, let's see here. I had uh, people telling us where they were listening on streaming, although somebody pointed out said I'm listening. <clears throat> I'm listening from Campus Town via radio. Well, that's good too. <laughs> we're glad you're doing that. Another one says streaming in my car, Interstate 57 and I 80 northbound. All right, so you never know, again, where people are listening, and we appreciate that. You can say hello to us from wherever you are, if you're uh, listening out there on uh, streaming in particular, but wherever you want to say. All right, uh, 217-356-9397. Join us Wednesday the 24th, Battle of the Paddle, along with Hickory Point Bank in the United Way of Champaign County at Taylor Street in downtown Champaign next to Farron's and visit Champaign County. 
from four to six. Four teams will compete in a ping-pong tournament benefiting the United Way's early grade-level success initiative. News Talk 1400 DWS Sports Talk will be broadcasting live from three to six. Also free samples of Coke products from Heartland Coca-Cola and uh, CBPB popcorn and Kona ice while supplies last. We'll see you Saturday. Saturday. We'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> Thinking football here. We'll see you Wednesday for Battle of the Paddle with Hickory Point Bank in the United Way of Champaign County. Find out more. Make a donation. You can do that at unitedwaychampaign.org slash battle. Battle of the Paddle. We've done this before. All right. Uh, let's see here. We've got a couple callers. Let me go to Ray. How you doing, Ray? I am fine, Brian. How are you? And Good. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, last night I was coming down Lincoln Avenue, and I noticed that I know the kids are back, all the students and everything else like that. But um, I also noticed that they were walking on the sidewalks, which they're supposed to be, and everything else like that. But I did not, I did not see. This is like nine thirty. Any reflective uh, wear on them at all to show when lights hit them where they are because it is dark down Lincoln Avenue. I don't care how many lights they got down there. It's still dark mm. in certain spots. And I just would like to have somebody try and tell the kids, I said, hey, if you're going to go out at night, wear something reflective. The other thing is the cars, they still think the kids aren't on campus, and they still like to third, uh, go faster than the speed limit mm. or even – some of them are a little lower, slower than speed limit, but they were too slow sometimes in some cases in cars that zip around them. So, you know, the campus town can get really nasty at night if we're not careful. And, and Lincoln Avenue and Kirby over into Urbana, uh, down past the cemetery, it's dark. And there are all kinds of kids walking up and down there. And I, I there, no reflective clothing whatsoever. Hmm. So they, they need somebody needs to tell them, hey, if you're going to go out at night, Put on reflective clothing. I don't want to hit anybody. Yeah. No, you're right. How late at night was it? Was it nine thirty? Nine thirty. Okay. Huh. Yeah. There were a lot of kids out. I don't know what they were doing. Um, I saw a couple of them uh, uh, carrying band instruments, but I don't know if that's. But they were just going coming from one place to another, and then uh, a bunch of kids, uh, empty-handed, just walking out and walking around. It looked like. So I thought hmm. I would just pass that on. Okay. Very good. Thanks, Ray. Okay. Yeah, have a nice day. You, you, you too. Thank you, sir. Bye 1014 bye. at DWS. Next up is Howie. How you doing, Howie? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning. What's up? Well, I uh, just wanted to let the folks know that on Sunday afternoon, August 21st, uh, the country rock band Appaloosa from the 1970s and 80s is doing a reunion show at Riggs Brewery in Urbana. Okay, and, on uh, Sunday, huh? Nope. Sunday, uh, the guys from the album will be out there. Ed Clem, uh, Donna Nelson's going to do some singing with us. Um, there'll be it's no cover charge. Um, all ages welcome. It is going to be an outdoor show. Hopefully, the rain will hold off, and uh, would love to see Appaloosa fans, old and new, come out to see us. We've got a couple of days of rehearsals to remember our material and then we're gonna turn it on and get going sunday at three o'clock at riggs brewery three o'clock to six o'clock no cover and Correct. on sunday at riggs brewery and tell people where right. riggs brewery is i think a lot of people do know but it's on route 130 uh a little bit north of windsor mm -hmm. 
right out there. And uh, there's a number they should call for info if they're interested or... Um, unfortunately, I don't have a Riggs phone number with me. I'm okay. uh, in the car, not driving. Okay. But, uh, All right. Well, they can uh, they can give them a call or Google them or whatever. They can find it. So. All right. Very good. Well, very good. Hey, thanks for letting us know about that, Howie. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I You're welcome. It. All right. Talk to you later. 10, okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 1015 at DWS. On a penny for your thoughts, quick break. Back with more here in uh, just a moment on a Friday. Hi, it's Len Casper. Tune in this weekend for White Sox Baseball on News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. And 18, headed for a high, what is it today, 84. Could have a morning shower, some thunder showers tomorrow, and a high of 80. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. If you need some vehicle work done, paint job done, if you uh, had a big dent or a little ding, doesn't matter, anything in between, go to the south side of I-74. Very attractive building there between the Neal and Prospect exits. If you'd like to see all the services they provide, you can go to Gallo Miller dot com gallomiller.com and words like top quality and good job and excellent appearance and extremely polite and great experience couldn't have asked for anything more those are all comments of people that have uh, used their services so a lot of folks do this but uh, we recommend you uh, at least check out gallo miller paint and collision repair again uh, dave and bill they've been doing this a long long time hands-on in their business they know all the the jargon and all the insurance talk and all the other stuff that can make it as smooth. You know, it's not a fun process as far as being in an accident, but, you know, they make it more palatable. Let's say that, you know, for sure. Make it easier for you get because everybody's upset, upset at yourself or upset at the other person or whatever. And it's never a good time to have something happen. But if it does happen, they're there to help. Gallo Miller, Paint and Collision Repair. South side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect exits. Open line here for a little bit. Willie Comer will join us uh, after the, a while here in about 20 minutes. 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Hi, Brian. All due respect to your guest and other rank-and-file FBI agents. They aren't the problem. The Democrats, Comey, and the leadership has trashed a once-great organization and made it a political arm of the Democratic Party by raiding a past president's home that was working to comply with a document request. The only way to prove the FBI and the DOJ had a legal basis for the raid is for full and complete transparency is to release all the documents. The Clintons, Coney, Brennan used the FBI, DOJ to lie to the FISA court so they could spy on a presidential candidate and president. I know there are FBI whistleblowers standing up to their leadership telling the Congress the truth about the illegal raid on Trump. If the rank and file wants to return confidence in our justice system, they need to stand up to their leadership and tell the truth of the corruption of their leadership. Thank you for your service. And didn't get to this one, but it says, Question for the FBI agent. Can something be said about X-File Department's agents in cases over all the secret and the uncommon? And another 
Uh, question, uh, did your guests get involved in the Steve Small buried alive death in Kankakee? All right, I don't know about that. Okay, uh, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Today's quad day, by the way. University of Illinois, big feature on that in the News Gazette. What is the uh, Friday segment? Minutes minutes and more, I think is what it is. Yeah. So uh, there's all kinds of... Uh, Things in there, a lot of things happening on the quad, people's different experiences over the years with the quad, meeting minutes and more is what it is. Strike up the band, it says. By the time we get to Sunday, CU's population will have grown by somewhere in the neighborhood of 40,000 in the span of a few weeks. U of I students have returned in mass. Big crowds expected today. State Farm Center, new student convocation Sunday for uh, Sunday for Quad Day. Not today, but it is Sunday. And classes resume bright and early Monday. And I've uh, talked to some folks, talked to Mike DiLorenzo early in the week, talking about the buzz that's kind of back on campus after a couple of years of COVID issues, for sure. A couple of other uh, stories I came across. Having to do, uh, one having to do with rent. Why is rent so high? What's been happening to rental properties? That was interesting to me. And another one says the baby formula shortage isn't over. Dominated the news cycle only a few months ago, but it's not over. A cursory glance at the headlines would lead one to believe the opposite is true, that the shortage not only exists but continues is a massive failure of the president and the FDA. For some time, not uh, production is the issue for uh, getting access to baby formula. The continued shortage is unacceptable. I don't know if you've seen, if you're out there and you've got young kids or you're a grandparent of young kids and you know about this, is that still a problem with the amount of uh, baby formula? They've been flying in what Operation Fly Formula, which began in June, is meant to address the shortage. The amount of formula coming in, this writer says, is and nowhere near the amount needed to fill the gap. On August 3rd, the White House released a statement announcing the 19th mission for Operation Fly Formula, yet the shortage persists, this writer says. So that was interesting. And why the rent inflation is so high. A new riddle in our everything-is-weird economy. Homebuilders say the U.S. is in a housing recession. But rents are at an all-time high, and official rent inflation is still surging. If you're a new renter thinking you've never seen anything like 2022 in your lifetime, you're not alone. In Manhattan, now this is Manhattan, mind you, the average monthly rent jumped to a record $5,000. In Miami and Tampa, the typical rent is up nearly 50% since before the pandemic. And nationwide, the median monthly rent... Just top 2,000 for the first time ever. The rental market has uh, been a roller coaster inside the unamusement park that is the U.S. real estate landscape. Since the pandemic began, housing prices nationwide have lurched to record highs. Americans have fanned out in search of more space. 
What happened to the U.S. rental market? The answer is largely a story of supply and demand. During the last couple of years, Americans who had previously bunked up with their family during the pandemic suddenly sprung to get their own place. Single-person households accounted for a huge percent of the new household units that formed since 2020. That's one possibility. The number of new households, including the young and the old, older, surged faster than the inventory of available housing. Rent plummeted to a record low. Then the result was rental costs went high, went wild. So anyway, I don't know. There's a combination of things. It's kind of confusing. But anyway, rents have gone up. Don't know what you've run across in that area, if you've experienced some of that high rent. But uh, (laughs) there's a lot of factors involved in why the rent uh, is so high. Some of the other uh, headlines here today. Editorial headlines, this anti-business White House will push us into recession. Democrats are in for a backlash this November. But somebody else writes the case for a not-so-awful election for Dems this fall. Don't count out crime as a 2022 midterm issue. One writer says, first Republicans attacked the FBI, now they're coming for the IRS. I don't know if the IRS has a lot of fans, do they? Um, (laughs) Republicans ignoring threats at their own peril. Trump gets revenge on Cheney. Will it last? Newt Gingrich writes, Liz Cheney is no Abraham Lincoln. And the CDC's big fail on COVID. Where is the real accountability? 216-901-0945, 217-356-9397-1027 here at uh, DWS. Our news headlines coming up here in just a few minutes are brought to you by our friends at Blaine's Farm and Fleet, your ag headquarters, helping you get the job done right with farm supplies and equipment, fencing, feed, and more, Wisconsin base, and family-owned since 1955. They'll be bringing you the news here in just a few minutes. Let's see what else is happening here. Oh, I know. A couple of interesting notes. Madden NFL 23 to be released today. I was talking to uh, Brandon Gauden the other day. He's the, the voice of Madden, EA Sports. He's going to be busy uh, doing that here pretty soon. This is also a National Aviation Day and National Potato Day, just to mention a couple of things that are there. And it's been 35 years since the premiere of Dirty Dancing, coming up on Sunday. Nobody puts baby in the corner, right? That that was the big line from that movie. Uh, Another text here says, The only thing that is ever classified is the truth. Hiding behind classification is covering up the truth. The American people are being manipulated by strategists who are engaged in a cover-up of the truth. The truth will set us free. That's what the manipulators fear. Text line, Castle Heating and Cooling presents that. 10.28, a couple of minutes here before the news. John is with us. Hi, John. 
morning, morning, Brian. Enjoy, enjoyed your lady uh, from the FBI. Thank you. Uh, inter- interesting to hear. And I heard heard some other callers call in. Uh, also, my opinion is uh, it is not the rank and file that's in trouble. It's the ones that manage the rank and file. They're the ones that are creating all the problems. I'm talking about with the phony investigations, uh, the the investigation that never turned into a real investigation about Hillary, but it's laying in the weeds there. I don't know if it'll ever come out or not. And the other one is uh, the way they're at, the way they're after Trump now. And the one thing I like about Trump, there may be others, but the one thing that we cannot replace with him is his ability to stand up and be a man in front of uh, our enemies, or so-called enemies. He's he's the man that can keep things in control and with, with the enemy. And I've, I've seen that, and I, I know in my own heart that if he was president now, we wouldn't be worried about who's going to fire first or anything like that because he, showed, he has shown in the past his ability to uh, tell... Uh, Russia or China or Korea, North Korea, if you start something, you'll be sorry. So far, that's been adequate. Uh, we've lost that. But Brian, I have one little local problem. Uh, it's uh, concerning a, a neighborhood. And uh, we live about three blocks from your station. And we have a house that it's at 719 Ashton Lane South in Champaign, and it has been vacant for over a year. And it was occupied before that with the same family for seven or eight years. I'm afraid something's going on, and one of these days they will uh, they will be springing on us uh, the fact that we're going to have uh, another neighborhood. A homeless shelter or something such as that. Um, but the trees are growing up, the shrubs are growing up, and you can't even get up the front porch. Hmm. Uh, it's just uh, it's just kind of unheard of. And I I think I'm going to uh, well I'll try the city, but I think I'll I'll go to a Tom's Saturday column. I always in, enjoyed that, and I know mm-hmm. it's not Tom's anymore. Uh, what's what's the lady's name? Not- uh, Kathy. Kathy Reiser. Mm-hmm. Kathy Reiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I could say was the was the uh, the uh, reporter mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, for the uh, legals. But okay, I uh, I just have you heard anything like that? That I, I noticed they just sprung, which I thought was so sad. Uh, and I know people need places to go. But also we as citizens need people that have some responsibility for themselves also. Mm. I, we, we, give quite, we give quite readily to charity, but I'll tell you, most of it is not to uh, that type of situation. It's to uh, uh, hospitals, veterans, uh, you know, seven or eight places like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to sound like I, I don't care. But I just don't want to be overwhelmed, and we seems like we're headed that way. Mm. But down downtown to uh, the jeweler, uh, to put a place like that in beside his his store, 
It's, and I know people could say, well, they have to be somewhere. But Champagne seems to be so deft at trying to help businesses out or put in a new business. And then the first thing you, you know, they step on them right in the face by putting in something beside them hmm. uh, that almost almost assures that they're going to fail in their business, you hmm. know. Yeah, this is the one on the university you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Yes, I yeah. believe his name mm-hmm. is, is it Frost. I think it's Frost, but you know the one I mean, yes. Hmm. Yeah, next, uh, 117 uh, East University, yep. Correct, yes. Okay, uh-huh. very good. Uh, yes, I always I always think of this old saying, "Build it and they will come." Hmm. All right, hey, thank you, was, yeah. thank you, John. Appreciate it. Got to get to the news here. Ten thirty three. Let's go to CBS. Now I had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, oh, yeah. I swear. What did I say, 35 years ago this came out? One of the great songs. All right, 1038 at uh, DWS on a penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400, DWS 93.9 FM. Hey, Brian, with Biden hiring more than 87,000 armed IRS agents who's coming after... Wait a minute. Hi, with Biden hiring more than 87,000 armed IRS agents, who is coming after whom? There aren't that many rich. They're doubling the number of agents while the news on your station reports fentanyl deaths of our kids are skyrocketing because Biden has given the drug cartels wide open access to our country through the southern border. Maybe they should have hired 87,000 border agents. Thanks and have a nice weekend. Our listener says 217-356-9397 is our phone number. And I was uh, mentioning where people are listening when they're streaming. Hi, Brian. Every August, my wife and I with several friends vacation at Big Creek Resort Table Rock Lake in Missouri for two weeks. I had withdrawals for a while, not being able to listen to Penny until I found TuneIn and my JBL speaker. I sit on the front porch listening to Penny, watching the lake, and reading the News Gazette on my tablet. Life is good. Okay. Very good. Appreciate that. 217. You can drop those in anytime you like. 1039 at DWS on a penny for your thoughts and my... Friend Willie Comer is here. Yes. How are you, sir? Old radio man. (laughs) Right? You did a little sports in the day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jonathan Hood and I. Yeah. (laughs) On the score? That's what we did. On the score? (laughs) Yes. Really? As a matter of fact, I I brought him into radio. Did you really? Yes. He was a young freshman. Okay. uh, Desiring to be in radio. Yeah. And uh, I was the one called to train him. Then he went on to do some bigger things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Well, good to have you here. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm doing glad good. To be here. Yeah, school doing well, started. School well. started yesterday. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I was at one, two, three, three different schools yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at at uh, you know first day celebration. So I spent mm-hmm. most of the morning from seven until like nine at. Yep. Uh, Booker T. Washington and outside screaming and hollering and yelling with kids, getting them all <laughs> pumped up. 
and then from there Jefferson, and then over to Centennial. Yeah, started a school. Willie Comer, if you don't know, I think most people do now, is the executive director of uh, East Central Illinois Youth for Christ. Full disclosure, I am on the board of that organization as well. <laughs> also the pastor of Berean Covenant Church, and uh, heavily involved in, of course, ministering to kids each and every day. And, uh, man, you've had a lot going on. Camperance, yes. you had that. Yes, so and this uh, summer was a crazy, crazy, probably one of the most busiest summers we've had because mm-hmm. we had the camperance uh, where we put the basketball courts in the middle of the street, of course, in Garden Hills, and then we now take them over to um, Urbana and p- partnered over there, and we had the big mayor's tournament at the end. Mm-hmm. So we just delivered the trophies to the mayor, to the, the trophy to the mayor in Urbana. Yep. Uh, they beat Champagne, and so, <laughs> oh, well. Well, you've been able to, uh, through your work with Youth for Christ, be able to minister to a lot of, and work with a lot of kids. Yes. Uh, especially last year, I know that um, we had Sheila Boozer on here recently. Mm-hmm. I talked to her a little bit off air about all the work that's been done, and between lunch crews and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you got, I know the YFC house is right across from Champaign Central. Yes. And yes. so you've had kids over there. Yes. And, uh, yes. You're, you're touching a lot of lives here. We're gearing up now for Lunch Crew. Lunch Crews mm-hmm. will start uh, in September, and that means we'll be in each of the high schools and, all, and the middle schools for lunch. And so we go in and we stay, um, especially in the middle schools, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade lunch. We provide lunch. They get good lunch. So they all, the, you, you can't get them to say no because <laughs> I don't have to eat the lunchroom lunch on that day. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a great partnership and relationship with Hickory River. Um, mm-hmm. So we're able to go there and get uh, lunch for the kids and things like that. And uh, we have great conversation. We talk about being in, living in and out of bounds um, and what that looks like. They all understand sports. They understand that there's an inbounds and an out of bounds. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that, and we talk about how that is reflective in your school, that when you come in school, you're inbounds. And that your behaviors will determine whether you stepped out of bounds. And the referees are your teachers and your administrators. And so uh, they, they get it. They understand it. I know a lot of times, and you've told me this, the uh, kids and we've had different guests on talked about kids just want someone who shows them that they care about them they really do Uh, honestly Brian it is so crazy like literally um, I could have a kid that we have in midnight basketball and we know that the culture is if you see profanity you've got to do 10 push-ups but if I see that kid in school and that kid says profanity and I'm standing there they do 10 push-ups it's not like (laughs) It, it, the rev is here. I got to yeah, do it. And yeah, and that's exactly what happened. And they know that I'm going to say, "Hey, man, you mm-hmm. know that's ten, and they'll just do them. It's not. Mm-hmm. There's no argument. There's no, because they recognize that it, what we're trying to do is make sure that midnight basketball and the, the principles that we're teaching extend outside of that, so that it mm-hmm. becomes a regular part of their lives, so that we can change culture. Yeah, I think it's been a, and we haven't totally eliminated everything, but. Um, and I, we were talking about this uh, yesterday about how violence is down. Yes. Uh, there's yes. a combined effort going on in yes. town with a lot of folks. Yes. Not just, yes. Not just Youth for Christ. No, everybody, no, you know. no, no. It's everybody. It's Dream. It's uh, Sheldon with Turner. It's, man, it's a ton of organizations that are coming together um, who are impacting the lives of kids. And we're, we're in their faces every single day. Some of them are in multiple programs. So, you know, I got midnight basketball guys 
who actually go to Dream, who are in Lunch Crew, who are so we're seeing them regularly, mm-hmm. and that's how you change culture. They can't get away. <laughs> they can't mm-hmm. get away. So it's like no matter where I go, somebody saying, and we're all saying the same things. Yeah, we had Carlos on uh, yep, earlier Carlos. in the week. You mm-hmm. know, talking about mm-hmm. he's talking about changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's I thought that was that is that was the big. key. That yeah. that is our entire point is that we have to change the narrative, but it takes five to seven years to change that, to change culture. And I think, Brian, I'm telling you the truth, that we're seeing now we're in the shift of the culture change. Uh, it's been it's been about, it's, for me, it's been like 10 years and I've watched it, and we're now in the shift where kids are saying, man, I don't want to pick up guns. I don't want to, I'm not, that's not what I want to be about. I want to mm-hmm. be, a, you know, I want to do something else. Um, and, you know, we have to provide, on our end, we have to, provide the narrative, right? We can't mm-hmm. let them create the narrative. Mm-hmm. We have to provide the narrative. And and I think that that's kind of where we've been lacking as, as leaders is that we've not provided the narrative. I, I saw kids now, they've got the new jail gun things. As we were talking about this, mm-hmm. that uh, they shoot the little bubble jail things and all the kids have them. And so rather than letting them provide the narrative and say, okay, let's just go shoot at cars going down the street. Well, then why don't we create a jail gun field and create a who g- get yeah. the flag? It's kind of like paintball. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Cr- just create that for them mm-hmm. and don't give them the opportunity to create the narrative. We create it, and yeah. the kids, they'll eat it up. And you said it takes, what, seven, seven years, roughly? It takes five roughly? to seven years, years to, to change, change narrative, to change, change narrative. that culture. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wow. Willie Comer is with us here. Golf outing coming up. Yeah, We want to talk about that, and this is where people can help. Oh, uh, yes. All the efforts that you're doing. So. Listen, uh, I am excited about the golf outing. I want to reach out to everyone who wants, who would like to help uh, YFC and what we're doing. Um, literally, what we're going to use the golf outing funds will go to help us uh, go into the schools and feed kids for, for, for lunch crew. Um, that's pretty much what we're going to be doing. It, literally, it costs us $13,000 to do lunch crew. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that until I did the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Kids eat a lot, oh, yeah. uh, especially <laughs> teenagers. And yeah. then when we talk about yeah. all of the, the guys that come to the Youth of Christ house, they're athletes. They're all football players and basketball players from Central High School. They eat a lot. Mm-hmm. So it, it literally costs us about $13,000. Yeah. And our golf outing, uh, which is going to be September 9th um, at Willow Pond, we will be able to – you could you could help us out a, a ton. You mm-hmm. could either be a a, a sponsor. Uh, we've got tournament sponsors, um, up, all the way up to five thousand dollars. Sponsor a hole. You, you can sponsor a hole. You could be a hole sponsor. You could be a ball sponsor. You you have a company. You want us to put your company on the, on all the mm-hmm. balls that we hand out. Sure, you yeah. can do that. Um, all of those things are available. Uh, to help us, or you can put a team in. Mm-hmm. Um, a team. How are you doing on teams? Okay, uh, teams so far we're doing okay. We can we could use about six more teams, and we'll be we'll maybe maybe eight more teams, and we'll be okay. kind of really really high. Uh, but yeah, a team of four. It's a golf scramble. It's fun. I never win. Ken Hollis cheats every <laughs> single year, um, so yep. it doesn't matter. He always goes and gets ringers. He gets people who played for U of I and oh, all yeah. this kind of stuff on yeah. his team that's hit driving the ball. I haven't seen Steve Stricker yet, but it's right, uh, right, right, it's right. Next. Yeah, it's probably coming. It's probably coming. So, but yeah, yeah the golf outing that's going to be on September 9th, and we're going to have a great time. We have a ton of prizes. Great food. Um, you don't have to worry about lunch. You don't have to worry about dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, we do an award ceremony. Yeah. I always win the the lowest uh, score. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Willie Comer with us, the Youth for Christ uh, golf outing coming up September 9th. 
Willow Pond Golf Course, 11 a.m. registration, 12 noon putting contest, 12-15 shotgun star dinner afterwards. They'll have $4,000 worth of great prizes and all kinds of things there. You can call Kent Hollis if you'd like to learn more, uh, 217-202-6015, 217-202-6015. Talk a little more, Willie, about the lunch crews because people sure. say, well, don't they serve lunch in the school? <laughs> so, so talk about what you're doing yeah. uh, in regards to. Well, lunch crew is more than just about lunch, right? Lunch yeah. crew is about connecting the kids. We, we just talked about the fact that kids respond to relationships. Mm-hmm. And lunch crew is where, is, a, is where we are able to build relationships. And, and what I love about lunch crew is multi-ethnic. Um, when I look at lunch crew, I see every ethnicity of kid who've come in, and I ask the question, where did you come from? Oh, well, my friend told me that you guys were serving lunch, and but it doesn't matter. Um, and also, we, we, we do STEM projects in lunch crew. Mm-hmm. Um, we've brought in RC cars that they have to build from scratch. And mm-hmm. so now this year, every school will have their own cars, and, and we are going to have RC races and things like that. So lunch crew is a lot. It's, it's yeah. a lot of information. It's building relationships, and it's challenging kids to be great, to stay on track, stay in the game it, while they're in school. Yeah, it's a way to do it in the middle of the day. Yes. And it's not just eating lunch. It's, no, no, uh, no, it, no, not at a lot all. More than, that's, just yeah. the, that's just the starting point. So. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. The lunch is the bait. Now, every yeah. t- anytime you fish, you put bait on the hook. So yeah. lunch is the bait. Now, so, you know, <laughs> and I've got to have the right bait. I can't, I can't go in there with nasty lunch. They won't come. Yeah. So I make sure that that's yeah. why it's so expensive because yeah. I have to get McDonald's or we have to get Hickory River or mm-hmm. we have to get, you know, those and types of That's where of you can use places. the help. Yeah. yeah. And so, Mm-hmm. That's how we use the help. We're able to do that. But literally, to, to give you the numbers, Brian, we uh, literally, uh, last year, we crunched the numbers between Franklin, Jefferson, Edison, uh, Centennial, and Central. Uh, we met with over 1,000 kids, mm. well over 1,000 kids. Um, we, we saw three to 400 kids a week mm. that we were in their lives, same kids every week, constantly. Mm. And uh, we know that the behaviors in school went down. Um, and Dr. Booza came in one day and she talked to me and she said, you know, I want to thank you for the work that you guys are doing because the principals are excited that there's somebody constantly in the schools. And so that's mm-hmm. one of the things is just being a, a present help to our school district and our school systems. And, and this year we want to expand, extend, extend uh, to Unit 116. Get over in Urbana. Yes, yep, yep. yes, we need to. And they to. want you to come over there. They do. Yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> um, and uh, Derek Cooper is a friend of mine. He's now the principal at Urbana Middle. And he and I have definitely already had conversations about how to squeeze some time in to get over <laughs> to Urbana. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> consistent relationship, we've talked about that a lot. Because you could, you could do one thing, say just a Friday night, and midnight basketball was the start. But um, then then they go back to the same situation they're in. And so you need that constant, no matter if it's this organization or any others, Mm -hmm. touching them at all different times of the day and every day. You hit it right on the head, Brian. We did midnight basketball, but we kids would leave midnight and go back to their same settings and come back the next Friday with the same behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we, we just con- constantly undoing what's already done, uh, what keeps, you know, mm-hmm. repeating. Uh, but now we're able to see a change because they see us on Friday and then they see us again on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we're always in their lives. And then on top of that, like I said, you've got other programs and that's out here who are also 
reaching out and touching their lives. And so that's why we see a drop in our violent crime. That's mm-hmm. why we don't see uh, multiple teenagers being shot this summer. That's why those things happen. It's, it's, it's not by accident. It's an intentional plan. And I believe that God has a bigger plan for us to continue to provide spaces um, and places for kids to come. Um, they, when you provide a space for them to come, they're going to come. If, if it's a space that's safe and, and they, they're going to come mm-hmm. and you can give them information. And you can support uh, through the golf outing and they're looking for sponsors or uh, teams or whatever the way you best to want to do it. You'll take as many whole sponsors as oh, yeah. as you want to get. So yes. you're not limited to just 18. No, you can, uh, not at all. <laughs> and Ken Hollis is the point man on this. 217-202-6015. Give Ken a call. Hi, just wanted to say Willie is a special gift for our community. A listener says, "Oh, thank he is you. so much for so many people. Come support Youth for Christ. He'll be preaching Saturday night, seven <laughs> o'clock, Weber Street Christian Church in Urbana." <laughs> okay, good plug. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Saturday night, seven o'clock. Yes, I will be. I'll be. I'll be preaching during the revival, uh, the Weber Street Church of Revival. Okay. That is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Willie, thanks again for coming in. And, yeah, man. Uh, we may have a call here for you. We'll see. Here. Okay. Right. 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Again, coming up Monday, we will do a uh, open line, and then we'll have our first of our Monday morning quarterback shows with Lauren Tate. We'll have Jason Benetti join us, who is uh, doing, of course, the White Sox. He's also the number two voice for Fox Sports. All right, Dolores is with us. How you doing, Dolores? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to ask Reverend Comer if he could speak about his other role as the, one of the attendance officers in Unit 4 uh, because before COVID, during COVID, and probably after COVID, attendance among African-American students kind of tanked. So I wonder, in your new role, what are some goals that you're going to be setting so you can work closer with families to get these kids in classrooms so the teachers can better serve them? Amen. Amen. So working with Dr. James Harden um, in terms of trying to build our attendance, uh, we we have to put together some incentives uh, that will get parents rolling. I We can incentivize um children all day to say come to school get us get to school on time but the reality is you got to incentivize parents and so we have to figure out and I'm working with him as a matter of fact when I leave here I'm going to meet with him to talk about what it looks like to incentivize parents what would parental incentives look like to make sure they get the kids out the door on the buses and to school because you are 100% correct Dolores attendance uh, amongst African-American students last year was atrocious. Uh, and I think people are trying to still recover from COVID and being in school and not being in school. Um, and it's just become so easy to just say, when, you know, just stay here, we're staying in the bed. So th- that's the idea is how do we incentivize parents uh, to mobilize their kids to get them to classes? Okay, I can appreciate that, but... Do you educate parents that it is against the law to keep their children home from school? Oh, yes. Parents parents receive. And that they, and that they could be prosecuted. Parents receive, from my understanding, I don't know, but I uh, speaking with um, 
the principal at Franklin, from what I understand, parents actually receive a letter in the mail from um, the court system stating that their child has missed X amount of days and that the court system is at this point looking uh, to potentially prosecute them. Yes, they, they do. They well, do know well, that. How many? How many? OK. How many parents have Julia Reese prosecuted? That's the problem. That that's the problem. There's not many. And so I think the parents are at a place where they don't believe that that's actually possible. Okay. Okay. So maybe uh, maybe Julia Reese needs to be better educated about it. Well, we'll have her on again soon. Yeah. Maybe we can ask her about ask it. Ask her about so, it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much and, and much success. Thank you for your work. Oh, thank, no problem. Thank, thank you, you, Dolores. Okay. Appreciate, appreciate you. Thank you. 1056. Um, again, the uh, Youth for Christ golf outing coming up September 9. That's a Friday. And that's, uh, I think, it's before the Virginia game. Yes. I think that's right. Yeah. Yes. So this is on the Friday up at uh, Willow Pond. So make sure you reach out to Kent or get a hold of Willie or whatever, and uh, we'll use your support. Oh, please. So, thank please. you. Thank you so much, Brian. Very for good. This time, good man. to see Hanging you. Out. I always love to hang out, come out, and. Um, yeah, hope to see you out. Come and play some golf or just support the golf outing. All right, 1057, back to wrap it up in a moment. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, today and for this week. We'll get all the football stuff cranked up next week. On a Monday morning quarterback show in the 10 o'clock hour, and then we'll do two hours of that starting every Monday after that. And we've got a Brett Bielema show next Wednesday night at 7. All of our coverage through the paper and the radio, it's all cranking up. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks to Adam Austin for his help. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana at the Tone, 11 o'clock Central. <laughs>